Did you call bank? I call game. <laughs> Welcome back to Calling Bank. We have had a big couple of weeks. We've been around Australia, and by around Australia, I mean to Melbourne, and then also in Sydney to watch a whole bunch of the international games. Because let's be honest. Nothing's happening in the NBA except Boogie getting charged, a Dwight Howard going to the Lakers, which I don't. You're, even, a, big, you're a big fan of Harry. I don't even want to speak about. You don't have. Did we speak about this two weeks no. ago? No. No. So it was between Jacob Noah, who is positive in the locker room, showed great insight and like value in Memphis, and then Dwight Howard, who I don't know if you remember 2012 and 2013. All the Lakers fans remember. Oh, I remember. It was just terrible. I just look, and he's easy because he's non-guaranteed. So if he sucks, we can just wave him. But. You, stand up. you still need a centre. We still need a centre. If he sucks, he still needs well, a centre. Well, JaVale McGee was 20 and 10 last year, so... Yeah, but he can't last the full. He also can't defend, so there's that. Anyway, look, there's not been ha- much happening in the NBA world, but there yeah. has been a lot happening in Australia with the international f- friendlies. Of course, yep. the FIBA World Cup has just started. Huge upsets. Spain only won by 40 points on the first day. Italy only won by 30. Ridiculous. You'd never believe it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Big game tonight... Yeah, can I just say something interesting, though, that happened? Serbia didn't start Jokic. How do you not start Jokic? I, I don't even understand. It doesn't make sense. I have... I have No, I was looking at it. I was like... Marjanovic started? Yeah. That's yeah. So weird. That's I, so weird. I mean, Jokic still played, like, 25 minutes. Um, but Bogdanovic, he was, like, 9 of... He was, like, 9 of 12 for 24 points. Yeah, that's... He was just like, okay, cool. Yeah. This is my game now. Yes. Um, but, yeah, Australia is playing against Canada. Uh, so, once you hear this, the game's probably already done. We obviously won after our great performance in Melbourne. So, let's let's speak about it. So, I did go to the Canada-New Zealand games. Um, not going to speak much about that. What do you think about New Zealand? New Zealand played really well in the second game. The yep. first game was a blowout. It seems like in this international series, the first game was trash. The second game was... A, co- a contest. Yeah. I saw the overtime game against New Zealand. New Zealand were hitting some crazy shots beside behind uh, the Webster brothers, who were just banking threes left, right, we and centre. We talked about one of them, the one that plays in Italy. Yes, yeah, we did. Um, and look, I think Canada was a much better team. They had an off night. Their shots weren't going in, and this carried on to their game against America as well. Their shots just weren't falling. Canada should be a much better team than they are, but. If their shots don't go, they don't have... Like, Cam, Cam Birch um, isn't really that great in the middle, in the paint. Mm. They don't have a lot of people that can re- create their own shots. Yep. Um, they've got a couple, but realistically, there's two. Yeah. Um, and one of them is their, is their captain. Um, pa- Pangos. Pangos, yeah, Pangos. Um, and Nembard is the other one that can create his own shot. 19-year-old, fantastic, yep. still in college. Yeah. Um, but Canada, if, they, if, they, if their shots don't fall, they're, they're terrible. Is Corey Joseph now in Japan? So Corey Joseph, so I actually asked um, Nick Nurse about Corey. Well, I didn't ask him specifically, but it was asked in the media conference after. And they said, as far as I know, I got a text from Corey Joseph yesterday that he'll be meeting us in uh, in China. So look, it looks like Corey will be the second NBA player uh, to play. I think he'll make a big difference running that offense uh, with Pangos. I mean, he's he's a lockdown defender. I wouldn't call him a lights-out shooter. He's not a lights-out shooter, but you need that veteran voice on the team, and I think he'll be really, really good. Um, I hope not for Australia's sake. He can be good the rest of this. Yeah, he can be trapped. Yeah, he needs to warm up, so it will be fine. Australia will hopefully win, because if we don't win against them, we're cooked against Lithuania. So (laughs) Senegal, that's our ticket to win. Um, so, Will, we went down to Melbourne and we watched the game. We didn't watch the first game where, of course, you had Russell Crowe saying how terrible the seats were. But we did go to the second game, which, of course, was one of the greatest games in Boomer's history. 
amazing that we were able to watch and witness history. What were your thoughts on the game? What did you like from Australia? What I liked was it seemed our offensive schemes were a lot more advanced than it was against Canada. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently it hasn't been the same against Germany in the world, another warm-up game before the Canada game, but against the US, they executed sets really well. I think the pick and roll with Bogut and um, Baines worked tremendously well yeah I think um, can I just say on that point as well I think our big advantage which is also the advantage of Lithuania as well with Valentunas and Sabonis having bigs against this American team it's it's invaluable mm. um, because when Miles Turner is off you have Mason Plumley who is not great and then you have the MVP himself Brooke Lopez who still I would say that Aaron Baines and Andrew Bogut had a big impact in, in all the games that I've seen mm-hmm. then Brooke Lopez and Mason Plumley they've, combined they've, they've got no defensive power forward yeah. um, and so I think Londale, Landale sorry Jock yeah. Landale I think who has been playing phenomenally he's been in doing the really really well um has a big impact and Nick Kay even when he played power forward mm-hmm. as well had a big impact as well so I think for the boomers sake the the, the, the front court really stood up um, and then I, they just hit their shots uh, like Paddy Mills was on fire in both in the fourth quarter yeah. Joe Ingles at least he started hitting a few threes I mean, the only player that has kind of disappointed mm. on the offensive end mm. And just more from a shooting perspective, is Delavadova. Yeah, he didn't do. I didn't feel like he was. He was good on defense. Zero from nine. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say he. It seemed like he wasn't making an impact in the game. He he did some great hustle plays, and that's what he's there for. Yeah. But he was a non-factor on offense. Few assists, some steals, but yeah. offensively. And I think the issue that America had as well is they didn't they didn't like slug off him. Mm. They kind of still paid tight defense against him when realistically they should have been double teaming Patty Mills leaving Della Vadova open. Like, he's zero from nine. And I think a lot of teams are going to employ that strategy. If they watch that US, US game, yeah. they will be focusing that, a lot of their attention on Patty Mills. And the good thing is, is that Joe Ingles might be free as a result. That's and true. He should, he, we need him to be that secondary scorer. I think this Australian team is the strongest I've seen in, in years, but also the cohesion. They've been playing together for so long, most of them. A lot of the names. A lot of the big together. names. Yeah. I think, I think with this game as well, just you know, a couple more things about the Boomers. I think for them, um, they work with a, with a grit and grind physical game. And it's something that we spoke about with Pop after as well, after mm-hmm. the game, um, was that America just doesn't have that physicality. And you saw it in the second game. And I, asked, I actually asked Pop about it in the second game um, and asked, like, what, what changed with the physicality? Um, and, he, and he spoke a bit about it. And this, like, we'll, we'll, we'll put the interviews right after this, but... Mm. Essentially, he was like, we have to change that. Like, this is a physical game. It's it's very different style, a lot more grit and grind, less finesse in a way. Yeah. Um, but that's the way Australia plays, and that's the way a lot of the other countries are going to play because they don't have the actual shooting to back it up. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, I think the US are going to face that kind of style a lot. And I think the, the impressive thing for me is, is the rebounding. Mm. We needed to limit their offensive rebounding, and we did that. Yeah. And um, I think that's important because if America misses, you need to get that the boards well the first play in their game against um canada was three offensive rebounds by miles turner like it was a joke miles turner was 10 and 5 mm. he was obscene with mm. the uh, with the rebounds against canada as soon as you unleash him and they're getting their rebounds and they're getting those second chance sh- shots like they're going to sink it at some point and yeah. um, i think australia you're right did a really good job of boxing them out and keeping them out of getting those offensive rebounds for the most part yeah um but also can i just say what a bloody game um, Fantastic game. I mean, 
we thought it was over at th- during the yeah. third quarter. Um, we noted this down. I mean, America going on, on a run. <laughs> you're like scribbling down. You're like, they're down 10-0. It is all over. It's all over. It's, it's, I, was, I said, it's going to be the same as it was on Thursday night. Yeah. Like, they went on a run, and I said, Australia doesn't look like we can stop them. Now, two things happened. One, Kemba Walker came out, and two, Andrew Bogut came in. Yeah. And then Paddy Mills gets eight straight points, and we're back in the game. He literally brought them back in the game. I actually was watching Steve Kerr at this point, because we had a good vantage point. And during the third quarter, when they go on that run, I swear to God, he was doing the Mr. Burns finger finger thing. Mm, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for the spurt. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it is true. As soon as Kemba came out, it felt like their team without Kemba just didn't have a direction. No. They weren't as aggressive. They didn't know what they were doing on their plays. And their shots weren't flo- like falling. Joe Harris was terrible. Yeah. Uh, Chris Middleton... He was zero from seven in the second. He was zero for seven in the game against Canada. Mm. So like they they are two shooters, knockdown shooters that you need. He's been struggling big time. And look, they have said that the ball is a different size, so that makes it harder for them, and the line's different. I get that. Um, but by this point, you've had enough time. You should be sinking those shots. Otherwise, you can't be played. Your NBA players. Yeah. You exactly. need to be better. Exactly. Um, um, but yeah, sorry. So there was. Bogut and Kemba was the big difference. I think Kemba and, and Bogut, the big difference to turn that 10-0 run mm. and turn that all around. I think, yeah, it's the, it was the little spurts. And then really the, the great thing about this game is that neither team really got on top for too long. Other than that third quarter, yeah. neither team really got on top for too long. And then it got tied again. And I said to you, I think during the game, I said, if Australia lose by less than five, I'll probably go away with this very happy because it yeah. shows you we can win. And I mean, America still got 94 points. They did. And in international basketball, as Pop says as well, and in the interviews, you should win. Mm-hmm. With 94 points, they got That's enough true. offense, but we were better. There was pretty much no games in the first day that went over 100. I think there maybe was one or two at best, and this was like blowout games anyway. And even in America's blowout game against Canada, they still didn't score over 100. Well, they got to 84. Yeah, it so was, it was like 84 get... against 68. Like, it was pitiful. Mm. Um, but their offense was so much better. Mm. Look, I, I think that game was a wake-up call for America, and it's funny. It's kind of what Canberra and Donovan said at the end of the game. They're like, this game doesn't count. It doesn't matter. Who cares? But for their ego, it matters, yeah. and I think it will make them better for it. Australia has done a disservice to the rest of the league by, by, beating, them by beating them. But can I also say the crowd sucked at this game. The crowd was until awful the last three minutes. until the last three minutes. When they had that comeback run, the crowd was starting to get into it. You could see. But until the very end of the fourth, it sucked. You compare that to the game against um, Canada versus USA, the crowd was amazing. It was so much better. The crowds are just better than Melbourne. I think it was just the whole debacle with the the seats and the views and the race stage and everyone pulling out. Like, the whole thing was just... Terrible, and the fact that Australia won kind of placated a lot of yes. a lot of people because that's what of people that. were talking about the result, not yeah. not everything else. And um, I mean, from Australia's sake, obviously in the warm the warm up game, they end up losing to Germany mm-hmm. afterwards, and Bogey gets a bit injured, and it's not great. But I I thought that confidence going in, if you're going against Canada, a you've been Canada, and now you've been the US, they should be they they feel as though they should be able to beat anyone. On yeah, them. and and yeah. I think that. What the game showed me was exactly that. I think if you have one of our big NBA players step up, we'll win. 30 points for Paddy Mills was obscene. Like, he hit a lot of tough three-point shots, and you knew going, like, every play in the last five minutes was set around him. So I feel like he really, he stepped up, showed the lead that he is. Also just, like, the nicest guy. We, we took an oh, elevator with him after. What a guy. Yeah. Um, any, any final takeaways before we play some of our interviews with America um, and Australia? 
I'm very keen to see how the US respond during this World Cup. And obviously from Australia's perspective, keep that offence. Because we yep. know defensively, they, we know we're good defensively. Offence needs is the key. And I think that warm-up game against Germany wasn't great, but they showed in the US they can do it. So I think that for America, the chip on the shoulder, they have probably, I would say, the least talented team since the Dream Team in 92. Um, like pr- prior to the Dream Team, rather. So that chip on their shoulder should make them better, but not having the raw talent will hurt them, uh, especially with knockdown shooters, it seems. But I think they should still win this tournament, yeah, okay. realistically. I think Australia should make top four. If they don't, I, th- I would say... I was positive, Harry. And- I gotta, I'll be honest, if they don't get a medal, that's a disappointing result yep. for me. Yep, I agree. Um, now... Interviews. Interviews. So we had a chat with quite a few players. You asked a question to Pop, which I was very nervous about because it's Pop. And the last time I interacted with Pop, someone asked him about LeBron James. How do you guard LeBron James? And he literally said, he's LeBron James. He's the greatest player in the world and walked off. It made it onto ESPN, made it onto a whole bunch of Ringer podcasts. Very intimidating stuff. Yeah. Um, and you, you asked him a question. So let's, let's have a listen to the interview that we had with Pop uh, post-game and Harrison Barnes as well. Um, and have and after this, uh, we've got an interview with Andrew Bogut um, Andre Lamanis. and Andre Lamanis from the Boomers. Have a listen to Andrew Bogut at the end. I love yeah. this. <laughs> the end kinda, of what Andrew Bogut says. He shits here. on us a little bit. He shits on the AFL media in Melbourne. Hey? Yeah, that's true. Not I mean, us. We're, yeah, not, we're, we're, NBA, we're NBA. We're NBA media. We're in, in, NBA mad. All we want is the best for the NBA world. Exactly. Um, and we also had a chat with Donovan Mitchell and Kemba Walker. That's correct. Um, so stay tuned for all of that. We've got all the interviews coming up now, um, and then after that, we'll do a run through of the Canada versus USA game. Yep. Well, I uh, need to start by congratulating the Boomers. The Boomers were really great tonight. They did a great job. Uh, you know, it's really a testament to how long they've stuck together to get this accomplished tonight. So i got to give them big credit. They, at both ends of the court, uh, they were competitive, they executed really well, and they came up with the victory. So uh, that, that needs to be said. And as I told you all after the last game, Patty's a pain in the ass. <laughs> the loss means that we need to play better. And, you know, it's a measure of who you are. Nobody wins forever. Um, this is a group of guys that's worked very hard, like I said, to get to know each other and to get to know a system. And whatever comes, we can handle. Uh, our job is to try to get better every day. And uh, we learned some things tonight. We're actually a better team now than at the start of the game because of the knowledge that we gained. So uh, you move on. You know, I think for us as a group, um, you know, this is a great test for us tonight. I mean, this is a veteran international team that plays well together. Um, they run good sets. So I think for us, you know, this was just a lesson in, you know, how we can continue to improve. Uh, we have one more game before you know, the World Cup gets started. So um, I think tonight was just a great example of uh, the little details. Coach, Harrison, any, any of the old players that catch your eye? Well, I, I, I was uh, paying most of my attention to what my team was doing, and you know, I think they need to continue to do that. So, obviously, it's just it's part of the process, right? You know, um, and we don't get too high on the highs, don't get too low on the lows. The, the pleasing thing, um, as it was in Perth, is we got better today from where we were two days ago. 
Um, there's some things that we've spoken about, some things we want to clean up. Um, defensive rebound, uh, defensive rebounding being one in particular. And without the stats in front of me, I think they only had like six offensive rebounds tonight on a bunch of misses. Um, we want to turn, uh, look after the ball um, and not turn it over as much. And I thought we did a nice job of that of dealing with their pressure. Uh, we spoke about being disruptive defensively, and I think this is the first time in our four games together now that we were actually uh, committed to that and good in that space in terms of being disruptive and perhaps uh, getting them out of their rhythm a little bit. And then we found a bit more offensively, and I think a bit more shape, um, a bit more clarity around where we wanted to go at certain times. And again, the points in the paint was something, whatever it was, like it was significantly in our favour. And uh, Again, I guess that just solidifies uh, a style of play for us that can be successful. Andrew, what's that, what's that mean for you to see guys get a win tonight? It's huge for us. Um, you know, it is, it is a friendly, so we want to keep it in, in context, but we, we, we did make history tonight. You know, the first senior, senior men's team to Australian team to beat a, an American team. Um, I was fortunate enough to do it in juniors, so I, to, I told the guys, welcome to the club. Um, it doesn't count in seniors, but... Um, I guess with, with everything leading up into this week, um, everything that well, the last two weeks we've had, you know, a lot of distractions and a lot of lot of, lot of um, things thrown at us that we didn't anticipate would happen, um, and we, we've had to adjust and and you know everything from injuries to are guys in or are they out to, to coaches cop and flag for decisions they make on who they're bringing in. You know, you guys didn't spare us any any leeway on that at times. Um, but we have a special group of guys that, that really like playing for the national team. They're proud to put on that jersey. Our coaches have instilled a, a very good culture, and I think we've got a group that that we feel like we can beat anybody in the world. We, you know, we feel like we can go out there and compete, and that's the first time this this regime, the last three or four years, the first time I felt that with the Boomers. Um, whereas in the past, it was go to a, go to an Olympics or a, or a Worlds and. Not so much making up numbers, but I oh, will give it a fair shot, and whatever happens, happens. Whereas these, you know, guys in this locker room get pissed off when we lose, and um, it's been great so far. And we we, we sort of carry this confidence into into Canada and, and Lithuania and, and Senegal and, and onwards. Andrew, do you think this might have waked the country up a bit to realise you guys have a World Cup campaign coming up? It's sort of in the background a bit. Yeah, has um, we do have a World Cup, um, which is unfortunately. More important than these two games were, um, as far as wins and losses go. And like I said, we haven't we haven't medaled at a, at a championships at, at the men's level. The women's have absolutely kicked out behinds as far as the medal count goes. Um, so we have work to do, and we know it's like I said, it's a footy. This is an AFL um, town, and up north is is, is is rugby league. And to have fifty two thousand in their own stadium, I think kind of proves that the game is in in a great spot. Let's just hope we can continue to. Have some of you AFL crony media stop writing so much negative press about basketball. Um, the ones that are paid to go to grand finals and all that and get all those free tickets, they're the ones that seem to be smashing us more and more. So I think Larry's going to do a better job of, of paying some people to hotel rooms and all that and make sure you guys write some more positive pieces. But uh, other than that, thanks for coming. Love it, folks. Any key adjustment? Yeah, we got some things to, to work on. I think, you know, a lot of it, you know, obviously Patty got hot late, but, you know, I think we did a pretty good job. You know, obviously... Early, but you know, I think we did a pretty good job. We just got to talk a little bit more and communicate. And at the end of the day, that being said, you know, we've been playing with each other for about two and a half weeks. So we got to be able to figure each other out at a more faster pace. That's it. Yeah, most definitely. I think even when I watched them on film, 
know, they're not the same team I watched when they played against Canada the first time. You know, I think it's just all them settling in. They've been running this stuff for for years, you know. So for us, it's about finding, you know, finding ways to, to kind of mess up their chemistry. You know, that's all it is. And, you know, they've been doing this for, for us since I was a teenager, <laughs> since they were teenagers, you know. So for us, it's just continuing to build, and, and they ran this stuff to perfection. When you talked about the chemistry then, did you feel, you know, for sure, I think, you know, just the fact that, you know, I think they went on that run and we came back and, and at the end of the game, we came back and, and scored. At the end of the day, like, you know, when you have 55,000 people going crazy, you know, it tests your character, it tests, you know, and obviously 55,000 people cheering against you. It's like, you know, obviously it tests what you're all about. And, you know, we responded. Obviously, we didn't ex- execute all the way, but we responded. And it's just a step forward. And, you know, it's just, I wouldn't say it's a step back. I think this is just one moment where you kind of take that step forward, look to the side, and say, all right, this we need to work on. Pop said he thought in a 40-minute game, 94 points should be enough, that you guys got to be better defensively. How do you guys grow defensively? Is that on certain people that are step I think for, for sure talking. I can't get in foul trouble. I have four. You know, I kind of let my teammates down on that aspect. You know, I think just being able to be more physical and, and I'm not really losing our composure when things don't, calls don't go our way, you know. And like I said, this is a learning experience. You know, I've, you know, I'm getting used to rotations, getting used to communicating, getting used to playing pick and roll, adjusting on the fly. Like, that's all it is. And we'll, we'll, we'll do a way better job when we play Kendra. All the credit in the world for those guys. They played extremely well. Um, and that's what we expected. We expected those guys to come out and, you know, give everything they got. That's what they did. So, you know, much respect to them. And what we're going to do is gonna, we're going to watch film and continue to get better. That's all we can do. What adjustments do you make to the game against Canada? Um, we got to be better defensively. And we got to be better with our start to the game. Um, and we have to be more consistent. Um, we, we have stretches where we're super tough on defense and rebounding. And then we have stretches where we're not doing it as much as we know we can. So you know, I think consistency on the defensive end for us is something that we need to improve on. So, I mean, great to speak to all those players. It was a phenomenal opportunity for us and we could not thank international basketball and uh, for allowing Australian us... Basketball Australian well. basketball. Australian basketball for allowing us to be there and speak to those those players. Um, if you do have any questions for NBA players, make sure to hit us up on the Jumper Network or Blitz Radio. Take your pick um, because we will, um, of course, be chatting with NBA players in the future. Of course, we spoke to Walt Lemon Jr. in the past and speaking to all these NBA players was an exciting time, but we did cover another game. We did. Well, we're very fortunate, Harry, to have covered USA and Canada in Sydney. So we made sure we flew back for you. Yeah, and uh, to to get here, and I think you even got some merchandise from the game. I right? did. It was it was really good. We got a USA versus Canada scarf as media for lucking it around um, and seeing some pretty average games, but some also some good games. And this game was a blowout game, but it was a really good game to watch. Um, what was the standouts for you, Harry? So the standouts was the the runs by Team USA. Jalen Brown was a gun. So Donovan Mitchell starts the game 5-0 run, but Jalen Brown stole the show. He was 19 points in the game after the third quarter, pretty much didn't play. 8 of 11. Mm. He was phenomenal, and he went on a lot of runs by himself. The difference with Jalen Brown that I really, really liked, and this is one I want to see from Tatum as well, is driving in the lane. Mm. He was, like, really back up to the defender, getting them down into the key, turning around, having an easy layup. And this worked phenomenally for him. And if he does this in the World Cup, he will be a force to reckon with. And he'll be probably putting up 15, 20 points a game. Because he didn't show that in in Melbourne. He didn't at all. He was timid. And it's actually what you saw in the playoffs last year when he wasn't aggressive enough. When Tatum and Brown are aggressive, 
They're completely different players. Mm. Kemba obviously can create a shot. He can shoot at will and score points. Donovan Mitchell as well. But if you have Tatum and Jalen Brown also driving in hard, it changes the game. Joe Harris was still terrible. I think he was like one of two. Um, Chris Middleton was zero of seven. He was a complete non-factor. The other difference in this game for Team USA, Miles Turner was insane. Blocking, fast breaks, you name it, he did it. Rebounding, offensive rebounding. It was just something that we didn't see because we had Bogut and we had Aaron Baines that kind of are equal level to Miles Turner who really should be taking the leap to an all-star this year. Um, He's getting paid like one. He's getting paid like one and he should be better. And I want to see him in the World Cup do what he did against Canada. Very physical. And America came out from the gates. They were physical. Oh, Pop Pop would have instructed him to do that. Oh, 100%. Um, Check out the article actually on the Jumper Network, which actually says, it gives a bit more detail about a rundown of the game. But for me, what really stood out was their physicality um, and actually aggression in the game. I thought they played fantastically um, for the most part. And Canada? Look... Canada struggled. Uh, Phil Scrub had a couple of like good players. The only real person uh, was Carl uh, Kai Wiltshire, who was by far the best player in the game. He was the only one that could knock down shots. He was eight of thirteen. He was phenomenal. He had open threes. He created his own shot. He was rebounding, doing everything. The rest of the team, like even Pangos, after the first quarter, they just they couldn't get their shots to fall. Cam Birch was the second highest scorer, and he was he was like. Zero from four to start the game. Like, he was terrible in the paint. Start the second half. Obviously, Nick Nurse had instructed him a bit better. Mm. And, and he changed the way he's playing. And the shots went down. But again, Canada's problem was the shots weren't going down. They had no one to go to for their offensive plays. And they got a couple of rebounds. And it was just... This is what we're talking about, the Corey Joseph effect, whether he'll change that. Yeah. And I think the biggest issue was that they, their shooting was just absolutely terrible. They were like... 25%, no, it was like 21% from three and 32% from the field. Mm. You can't have that in is a FIBA game. Is that, was that opening, opening missing shots, Harry? Or was it, it, was, it, was, it was opening sh- like shots, but also they couldn't create their own shots. Yeah. Besides what I said before with Pangos and Nembard, uh, they could create their own shots, but that was it. Mm. Um, and I just felt like Canada was playing at a pace that didn't work. They didn't really know where to go and who to shoot with. And... It was just, it was a bit filthy, mm. to be honest. And especially America was feeling the groove. And you saw that at the end of the, the first half with like a huge dunk by Donovan Mitchell from so, Chris yeah, Middleton. The best nice. thing that Chris Middleton did all game. Um, but for me, it wasn't even close. Derek White also had a good day, game. So did Marcus Smart, just with the hustle. Like that's what they're there for. And I think Canada just didn't have the phys- physicality. Their shots didn't go down. Maybe too much time at Bondi Beach waiting for America to come. Um, but realistically, I feel bad for any team. See, I feel bad for any team that had to play the US after the game in, in Melbourne. Yeah, because they were going to come out hungry. Yeah, they had to win. Yeah. They had to win the game, and they were always going to. And it was always going to be a blowout. After the first quarter, it was eleven digit, eleven point leads. Eleven digits would be insane. Eleven digit lead. <laughs> um, but they got it to five point in the second, and then it was just it was done. Yeah, it wasn't close. Yeah, and yeah. Oh well. Yeah, but look. The best part for me, though, for this entire game was definitely Brook Lopez. Oh, my God. So before the game, I said to you, so me and Will, we, we chat quite a bit, I would say. That's and so I said, you know who I want to speak to? I want to have a one-on-one interview with Brook Lopez because he's my guy. I saw his potential in the Lakers. I, I cried when they let him walk for $3 million and picked up Michael Beasley instead. And I was Just like, so Brook Lopez can shoot threes. He's a, a good post player. He can do everything. There's nothing Brook Lopez can't do. 
Turns out I was not alone in loving Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez did not play a single minute. Him and Derek White did not play the entire first half. Maybe Derek White played a minute. Brooke Lopez comes in. Cheers from the crowd. The, the entire 20, uh, 10, 15,000 people went nuts. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I start filming. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Check it out on the Jumper Network as well. We have a couple of vids from there as well. They take him off. We want Lopez, Lopez, Lopez. And everyone starts chanting. So Pop's like, shut up, shut up. Yeah. I'm not putting him. He puts in Lopez, MVP, MVP. Yeah. It takes him out again. Anyway, there's two minutes left to the game. The crowd is raucous. Yeah. They, are, they are ripe for the picking. They're like, all right, we need, we need you know Lopez. You know what I love the best part about it is that yeah. when the camera just keeps on oh, going to oh, it. That was God. the best part for me because the camera was kind of like just yeah, focusing. Yeah. And he was getting so embarrassed. Yeah. And, and Donovan Mitchell sitting next to him on the bench and like they're g him up because what happens is the game's gone. No one's watching the game. Yeah. They just, everyone doesn't care. They show it Lopez, Lopez everyone cheers. Pop then goes to every player on the bench. He's like, will I put this person in? (laughs) I don't know. It's probably the most jovial I've I've ever seen seen Pop in my entire life. And then he goes to Lopez. Lopez comes in. The crowd went mental. He got MVP for the game after playing like five minutes. One from two. Got like a block in it. When he got a tip in dunk, the crowd just went ballistic. Which is so... We don't know why. No one knows why. So we asked asked Lopez after the game um, about being you know, Prime Minister of Australia and how he felt. He has no idea why Australia loves him so much. Um, I thought it was the whole Bucks and... I thought it was the whole Bucks thing. Maybe... Splash Mountain. But he's been in the Bucks for like one season. Maybe everyone likes Brooklyn and he was like the centrepiece of Brooklyn. But, I I mean, I just... I don't don't understand it, but I love it so much because... So I had a decent chat with him because what happened was after with the media thing, got to chat with a few people, but there was only three of us really speaking to, to Brooke. Um, and having like he's just the nicest guy as well he's so unassuming he's just like very humble he's just a lovely human being and to see this happen I just couldn't believe it it was just because we had talked about it beforehand it was was like like, everyone knew everyone everyone, knew what I was thinking everyone feels the same way Um, but it was great to see uh, Brooke Lopez in his element and we had a chat with, with Pop after the game asking him as well about like What's the deal? What's the deal with Brooke Lopez? Um, had a chat with Jalen Brown about pay- playing more aggressive. Uh, and of course, speaking to Nick Nurse and Carl uh, Wilkshire about Canada and what they have to do to improve. Uh, so have a listen. We've got all these interviews coming up now and finishing off. So stay till the end because the last one is our big interview with Brooke Lopez. We had, I got to ask him like three different questions. It was a one-on-one you're interview. On the, you were on ABC News. I was on ABC News. Also, the Sydney Morning Herald, you see half my face. So check it out. I'm on the Twitter feed there. Thanks to, shout out to Olgan Ulrich yeah. here from Fox Sports for <laughs> he, that one. Yeah. And look, I, so I asked him and, he, and Pop said, Pop goes, I honestly don't know why they love him. It just doesn't make sense. Um, stay to the end because uh, it's a great interview with Lopez. Uh, I don't think we played very well tonight, right? I think we've been playing pretty well, and with a lot of lot of uh, juice and spirit and energy, and, and I think you could almost sum that game up in about the first four or five possessions. We come down and get three stops and no rebounds. <laughs> Finally, give them two points. We, we we refuse to leave without giving them two points, right? And then we go down and miss about three straight layups right at the front of the rim. We execute well and we just don't make any of them, and it's like. I don't know, nine to two or ten to two, and it just as easily could have been eight seven or something, you know. And I think that was that was kind of energy and and uh, concentration uh, lacking on our part, and um, we just didn't play well enough. I mean, we have to play really well to play 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 with these guys anyway, but we didn't play well. 
Well, why, why do you think that is? Do you think it's maybe fatigue considering it's such a long warm-up? I don't know. Guys I, I don't think so. I don't think we're that fatigued. We, I mean, we hardly practice, do we? I mean, Jesus, we don't do anything. We've been laying around for like four days, right? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I just think that um, I think every team has their moments of playing poorly, right? You, you know, you don't play perfectly every night or you don't play great every night. And uh, We were shitty tonight, and um, that was a, maybe it was a good one to use it on. Good night to be shitty. Hey, coach, how do you how do you re-energize the team after a game like this? Oh, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. We just uh, flush this one away and get back to what we're doing. And and uh, like I said, we're we've got a heck of a lot more. Um, I think in our in our portfolio from what we've done here for the three weeks than this game to worry about to worry about letting this do anything to us. I think our guys have made a lot of strides and play hard and chemistry. And we're like I said, we've been. Pretty competitive. I mean, really competitive. We've been fun to watch, fun to fun to. Uh, we've defended, we've moved the ball, all that kind of stuff. We've played great, so we'll get back to doing that. Don't expect to play perfectly every night, or even play well every night. Thoughts about today's game? Why do you always say that? You guys got questions? Coach, how impressed were you with the bounce back after the loss, obviously, and the energy and intensity and activity that you were thinking out with tonight? Well, they, you know, they learned that in this competition, you can't take nights off. It's one and done, you know. So, uh, like I say, we're we're learning a lot. You know, this group has never been together before and uh, had a lot to learn. We still have a lot to learn, but we're you know game by game, practice by practice, trying to figure it out. And tonight was a, a another good lesson for them to realize what the mindset has to be going into these games. How physical they are! How you have to sustain the energy for 40 minutes. Uh, they're doing a great job of just paying attention to that, not talking to referees and uh, worrying about a bad call or anything like that. It's it's coming along, but as I said, there's a lot of improvement we can make, and that's a good thing. I think we've got uh, good potential there to continue to execute better than we are now. So we competed. That wasn't a problem, but still, execution takes time, and guys have to get used to each other. You have to practice, which is kind of difficult as you move forward in this competition. But So the games, in a way, are practices also in, in the sense that you have to try to be as, as good at what you're trying to get accomplished as possible. You talk about bringing consistent energy. Miles Turner was someone who did that on both ends of the floor. How encouraged are you to see him make that sort of impact? Well, he's, he's, you know, he's been really uh, consistent for us under the bucket uh, defensively, rebounding-wise. Uh, he understands his role really well, and he fits, you know, with everybody else. So he's he's done a good job. Coach, got a pretty strong performance from Jalen Brown. I thought he was pretty efficient and aggressive. What did, what did you like from him tonight? Jalen just he's just a hard nosed player. You know, he he understands uh, what has to be done. Uh, he doesn't care about anything except uh, playing with his teammates, winning, playing aggressively all the time. Uh, and, and he's consistent in that regard. He does it all the time. Um, he's confident in his shot. Uh, he's tough underneath. Uh, so he's he's been one of our more consistent players along with Miles. Jalen, a lot of the team sort of talked about improving the defense after uh, the loss over the weekend. How do you feel like you guys performed on that side of the ball tonight? I think um, today was a good start in the right direction. I think uh, that's where we're going to hang our hat, that defensive intensity and pressure, so um, it was good to see it tonight. This, yeah, how impressed were you with the sort of bounce back that you guys had 
not just not just winning the game, but in, in the manner that you did? Um, I wouldn't say uh, impressed would be the word, um, but it's a journey. It's a process. Uh, it's a, a lot of room to improve, I think, for this team, especially offensively. But de defensively, we came out with the right mindset, and, and that's that's half the battle, or more than half the battle, having the right mindset. Now we got to execute. Now we got to take care of the ball. Uh, we got to rebound and, and play unselfishly, and we'll be pretty pretty good. You were a lot more aggressive in this game than in previous games. What changed in in your mindset with this game? I'm just trying to find trying to find spots. You know. Uh, a lot of those guys are drawing a lot of attention. Kimba, Donovan, JT, just trying to be aggressive and find spots and um, making the other team have to space the floor and making the right plays, that's it. Uh, Brooke, I guess first up, um, how are you gonna act now that you're Prime Minister of Australia? <laughs> oh, wow, loaded first question there. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's a you know big responsibility, and um, I hope I'm up for the challenge. But it seems you know the people have spoken, you know, and uh, that's that's a I don't know is it a democratic process here? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's taken care of then. Good. Brooke, do you have any idea what's spurring that reaction? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't honestly. You know, I was just uh, I was hoping that you know they keep Pop happy. You know, obviously he was trying to fight it a little bit, but. <laughs> You know, he finally acquiesced there at the end. Were you like now? Were you, is Australia your second favorite country? <laughs> it's there. I mean, that, that love—it was unreal. You know, I'm gonna have to ask. Uh, you have to text Bogues. You know, ask him what the professional league's like out here. You know, maybe come come out here and uh, team up with him. In all seriousness, how much have you enjoyed your time here? It's really been incredible. You know, I think uh, I can speak for the whole team. You know, it's been such an amazing experience. You know, the Australians have been so welcoming. Everyone's been so welcoming. And we had a great time uh, competing on the court, you know, and, and just, you know, enjoying our time here off the court. If you recognize what's happened for Australian basketball in the last few days, especially the record crowds and just the yeah. Yeah, it's so huge, and it's 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 so important to keep that momentum going. Uh, you know, that's the one thing we were talking about in the locker room after this game. You know, we were just like, wow, you know, basketball—it's got a chance to be a really big thing here. It's grown a lot, you know, in the, in the last you know decade or so. You've had a lot of great, talented players. You know, it's—I think it's time for the you know the NBA to come out, play games here, preseason, regular season, whatever it is, and and keep building, growing the game out here. Something special. As a veteran on the team, how do you think the gelling process has gone in Australia and how far do you have you know, to go? It's been great. Uh, we have a great team of guys, you know, a very unselfish group. We all have the same goal in mind. A lot of young guys, you know, so we have a lot of guys that are learning on the fly. But, you know, one, we, we don't have a problem of, you know, being a team. You know, our guys have come together really quick. And, you know, this Australia trip has been a great learning experience for us. Uh, you know, going game by game, you know, the, the wins and the loss, you know, we learned a lot from each and they were important. They're important uh, in our experience, you know, as we go into the World Cup. What do you think the team, what's one thing the team needs to work on before the World Cup? You know, we just need to keep building each and every game. Uh, you know, Pop said, you know, I think the best thing that could happen to us was, uh, you know, that uh, second Australia game. You know, there, there, again, there's a lot to learn from that, a lot to take away from that. And we, we can't take a night off, you know, against any opponent. I mean, that's a talented Australia team. They, they came in and, you know, kind of took care of business. So we definitely learned from that. We just, we, I think we learned, and the most important thing, like you, like you asked, is just we need to come in from the get ready to go for a full 40 minutes. Whoever's in, whichever five are on the floor, we have to be active, ready to go, aggressive, both offensively and defensively. Coverage of basketball in this country continues to grow. The local league now, every game is available for free. Um, the NBA coverage continues to expand. Mm -hmm. Talk us about how exciting that is to have such a big fan base in this country. It is. It is. It's great. It's so great. And 
you know, I'm, I'm being real, you know, when, when I said earlier that I'd love to have some preseason or regular season games out here, I think that'd be a dream. Uh, you know, just judging from this crowd and the previous crowds we had in, uh, in Melbourne, it was an amazing experience. You know, I think they'd really enjoy and deserve uh, and be a game out here. I think if you and your brother came down to Australia, there'd probably be a statue outside the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the worst idea I've heard about still that. <laughs> Yeah, Lopez, what a guy. I hope you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you I enjoyed it. Did. Yeah, look, we had a great time, and thank you so much again to everyone for letting us go. Make sure to check out uh, Blitz Radio and the Jumper Network uh, for all your NBA needs. The NBA is coming up soon. FIBA World Cup is done in a couple of weeks, so we'll have an update then. But we're going to start with our previews because the regular season is just around the corner. We're very excited for it. A month and a half it. away. Yeah, hopefully we'll get to go there and uh, see the sights as well. Uh, but thanks again for listening to Calling Bank, and we'll be back in two weeks. Go Boomers. Go Boomers. Did you call back?